Panago Pizza presents S D P P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. So today we were gonna play NHL 20. Oh well, silly Jesse trying to have fun. Uh, uh, things. Nope, that's not allowed if you're uh oh boy. if you're an owner of a PS4 and you enjoy video games and you don't have an internet connection. Oh boy. You can't play okay. NHL 20. Alright. Are we doing the crown? Because this is this is gonna derail things very fast. We're gonna we're gonna do the crown, and okay. then we're gonna talk about how today, because Adam Wilde is away, you and I were gonna play NHL twenty at the during, kids' table. At the kids' table at, for the press conference of this podcast, we're gonna play NHL twenty and talk, and uh, hopefully have some fun. But no fun because uh, we're in a corporate building, and you cannot like bring outside devices and connect them to the internet in a corporate building because Wh- you gotta which, be on which corporation. Uh, Bell Media. Oh, yes, ooh. yes, yes. The great no Bell it Media. Didn't work. I know. Well, there are well, some restrictions that come with that. Anyway, so we, I couldn't bring no my PS4 happened. and connect to the internet here, but um, that's okay because I bought it on the PlayStation Network. I bought NHL 20 back in September with money. Then, with money, yeah, it was seventy nine ninety nine. It was a hefty price for a video game in twenty twenty. And then I so I bought that and I downloaded it to my device and I thought I could just play it anywhere I go because it's on the hard. You have a th- it's a thing that you bought. It is on the hard drive. Well, it turns out you cannot do that unless you are connected to the internet. But we must figure out who are the crown before we get into that. I'm cheesed. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Why not? Why not? Pour yourself and a friend a crown. It is We're annoying, going to talk isn't it? <laughs> about who wore the crown. We're recrown a leaf each show who gives it all for the blue and white because it's not about what you have, but what you have to give. It is our town. It is our crown. Stephen A. Dangle, who wears the crown for you? First and foremost, I've been watching a lot of Stephen A. Smith video. What is it? First take? First take, yes. First take. Mm hmm. I feel so bad for Max Kellerman. Why? Because he always goes first. (laughs) And he is very clearly trying to keep up, and he can't keep up. He can't keep up with Stephen It's not his job to keep up, you know? It's not even... Yeah, but, like, isn't he supposed to be, like, a foil? Or, like, be the... Now, skip. Like, he's... There's, there's just, it's Stephen A. Just, and he's not even doing it like indignantly anymore. He's mm. just calmly walking circles around him. <laughs> it's very sad. Anyway, mm. uh, the crown. I'm caught in the middle, Jesse. I was thinking about this on the drive down. There is the popular pick, and then there's the pick my heart wants to make. Now, we allowed a certain player to go without a crown for a very long time. And it wasn't fair to that player. This player deserved a crown long before last week, and that was Zach Hyman. Yes. He got his first crown on the last episode, which is crazy to think about. Ridiculous. And yeah. then he got two. Very he got z- two that episode. Yes, he did. Zach Hyman performance. Uh, I think the popular pick is Jack Campbell, and I could easily justify giving it to Jack Campbell. Have we given one to Jack Campbell yet? I don't believe so. He's only oh, been around no. for, I think, two crown episodes. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. My heart is saying Alexander Kerfoot. Interesting. I just love this player. I'm going to give it to Alex Kerfoot. 
I'm get because I love Why the way is he's that? Been, I love the way he's been playing recently. Um, every time Keith goes back to the Kerfa Tavares Nylander line, it works. It pays dividends. Uh, he went into I think it was the Nylander goal. He goes in there. Tavares draws all five sends in, but Kerfoot was just being a belligerent asshole. And I can't wait to see this guy uh, play playoff hockey with the Leafs. I hope he gets to do that anyway. Um, he just he does so many things right. Um, feisty, good playmaker, always uh, getting back and allowing uh, the D to do their thing if they want to go up offensively. The easy pick is Campbell. I'm giving it to Kerfoot just because he's been so damn impressive recently. All right, and we'll talk about Jack Campbell after this. Obviously, it's going to be the Jack Campbell show, right? Right. Yeah. Well, because it's not the NHL 20 show. Because <laughs> yeah, that can't happen. Look, so, I came dressed for the occasion. In it. For anybody not watching, what are you wearing? Oh, I'm wearing my purple Raptors hockey jersey. Because Kyle Lowry got added to NHL ones in the game this season, so they released these limited edition uh, Raptors hockey jerseys. With like a little maple syrup bottle on the front that says Kalo on the back. It's very beautiful. And sh- Lowry syrup, syrup shack. shack. And uh, this is my this is the official jersey of the Dangle Kayaks in Hut. Is that your team name? Yes. The team you didn't invite us to. Us meaning me and Adam. No, no, no. That's you're thinking E A S H L. We're Dangle Navy, and no, you're still not on that team. <laughs> my crown goes to the man who had the game-winning goal. Sure did. Third goal of the game. When you go to the front of the net, good things will happen. For sure. William Nylander deserves my crown because he has proven time and time and again, all season long, that he has figured something out. What's he's that? figured out how to score. He's he's not it's not even close to Austin Matthews. I hate to make that comparison before everybody gets mad at me. Sure. But he's figured out a way to just be in the right place at the right time. Even when he doesn't mean to tip a puck, tips a puck and it goes in the back of the net. So, no, he meant to. <laughs> round of applause, William Nylander, proving himself again to be a front-of-the-net player and can't stop scoring. That's his 26th of the year, four away from 30. And a milestone. What's milestones? He that? is now tied for the single-season record for amount of goals scored by a Nylander. No way. He's, How many did Michael only had 26? Michael's career high was 26. <laughs> So the next goal William Nylander scores will be the most goals ever, the most NHL goals ever scored by a Nylander. Wow. Yeah. I bet you that's a thing in his family. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he's got to, when, when he scores his 27th, which is going to happen eventually, he's probably going to go to his dad and be like, hey. Did, did you see I his reaction you. from when he scored? He, he was at like 22 or something, and someone asked him about that? Oh, no, I didn't see that, no. And they go, yeah, your dad's career high was 26. He goes, really? Oh, I'm going to like smash that. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was awesome. just like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, cool. pretty cool. Well, that has been Who Wore the Crown for this episode, brought to you always by Crown Royal. Next time, when the puck drops, why not? Why not? Pour yourself and your Leafs crew a Crown Royal old-fashioned. So... Leafs beat the Senators 4-2. Matthews gets his 42nd. Muzzin gets his 4th. Nylander gets his 26th. Marner added 1. Of course, Connor Brown scored. That had to happen. five Leafs scored and Cody Gullibuff. (laughs) And then Jack Campbell earns uh, a point in every single one of his starts. Unbelievable. He's a 9-19 so far with the Leafs. All very good. Is Jack Campbell exactly what the Leafs needed, Stephen Dangle? Yes, 100%. He is not just a guy who, okay, here's what Babcock wanted. A, and it always comes back to him. 
<laughs> of course. He wanted a guy who can play on the second half of back-to-backs. That's it. That's all he want. And I want him to do it competently, even though there's no reason to assume that your less good goalie will do better behind a tired team. <laughs> uh, that's all he wanted. Mm-hmm. He had that because Curtis McElhinney decided to be fucking God for some silly reason. Vesna worthy. Vesna, like li- <laughs> literally, literally, it's stupid. If you extended it over a course of a season, you'd probably win yeah. the Vesna, but yeah. that's not how it works. <laughs> Sparks couldn't replicate that. Hutch couldn't replicate that. So we took steps back. Campbell, so far, anyway, looks like a goalie who could not just play on the second half of back to backs, uh, but be an option on many other nights. And maybe even, for the first time in Freddie's tenure as a Leaf, challenge Freddie mm-hmm. a bit. He'll. I don't think he's going to take away the starting job. That's at some point you got to go. Okay, you were fantastic for three years and a month, and you've had a couple bad months or whatever. And uh, nobody's going to argue that he wasn't the best versus who was it, the Stars the game before this one. Yeah, and it's what's weird is like. He didn't do that bad, except the beginning of every period. Right, the first minute. <laughs> and like, you need a save. You need a save. And I'm, I'm concerned that I'm finding myself saying the same things about Anderson that I was saying about Hutch. Uh, but uh, Campbell is not a guy who's going to steal the starting job from Freddie, in my opinion. But he could steal starts. I think last night was a stolen start. Wasn't even it? even though it's a back to back. Yeah. You think Anderson usually gets that first one versus Ottawa? Yeah. Yep. I don't disagree with that. Little bit, mm-hmm. little bit, and if Freddie loses to Buffalo tonight, well, and it's his fault. I mean, you can—you're allowed to lose games, right? Tuesday's going to be very interesting because that's another situation where I assume Freddie will play one of the games and Hutch will play the other, or in preparation. Campbell, the, sorry. Uh, yeah, Campbell. <laughs> no, we Whoops. don't want we don't want Hutch in there. Nope, nope. We're resetting that. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. I really, I want. Listen, Frederick Anderson at his top is one of the top ten goalies in the league. Mm-hmm. We need him back there. No one should be cheering for his demise or for Campbell to take over. We need Freddie to be Freddie. But this is what you want, right? This is what. Uh, he needs this motivation, I think. Yeah. yeah, this is what we were trying to get when we were going out and getting a backup goalie. Somebody who's going to uh, not have Frederick Anderson playing 60 games a season. Yeah. You know, we want somebody in there who can take 40 starts. You know? Maybe that's too much. Or Maybe 30. 30, yeah. Or something. Like, yeah, get, give him... The Halak is starting how many games for the Bruins? He's starting like 35. He, like, I want to say that it's like a 60-40 split yeah. in Boston when they're both both healthy. Um, and, you know, how many times have we seen, the, you know, the Capitals go into the 2018 playoffs, it's Grubauer who's the starter, Holtby takes over, they win a cup. Um, Grubauer who's uh, got injured last night. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I think um, they said he's going to be out for at least a couple days, at least a couple games. So. Colorado, man. Yeah. Colorado. Hey, uh, there was a chart posted, I want to say it was by Sean Tierney, I'm not sure, but it was... It wasn't man games lost. It was wins above replacement lost. Oh. So not just who's hurt, but how good they are. So Pittsburgh was in first by like a mile. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable, obviously, because of Crosby. Leafs were fifth. 
Not surprising. No, like it's been bad. Yeah. Everyone who goes, oh, well, the Penguins, oh, well, the Avalanche. Okay, true that they had success, but it is now officially fair to say, holy shit, yeah. the Leafs have had a redonkulously bad season. And now with Janssen out, it's even worse. And he's going to be out. Yeah. And Riley's going to be out. So, like, this wins above replacement lost It's just going to keep cranking up. Because, like, Riley, I assume, is huge. Mm-hmm. Janssen's obviously not nothing. It's, uh no one's having fun right mm-hmm. now. But Campbell. Except for Campbell and yes. the Leafs who won. Um, do you want to pause for a moment and go back to before the Sens game? Uh, yeah, sure. Because DJ Smith said the most interesting thing that's ever been said about Nikita Zaitsev. What an adorable man. He said, I don't know if he let Taylor Hall in more than a couple times the other night. Wow. <laughs> Just a couple times. His feet are the best of anyone on our back. A back that includes Thomas Shabbat. Thomas Shabbat. talk about that. Eric Brandstrom. He continues. He's a guy you want to play against the best players. He'll be seen every shift against Austin Matthews tonight. And Austin Matthews, who does he dance around to score the first goal of the game? Four minutes into the game. Four minutes in. <laughs> Nikita Zaitsev. Nice what? little, it was a nice little play from Dermot and Hyman, but... What's going on there? Why is DJ Smith hyping up Zaitsev so much pregame? He's going to be there for another four years. Might as well make him feel good about himself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, I think Babcock liked Zaitsev a lot, but DJ Smith ran the defense and was it seems, happy to take him on in Ottawa. So I assume, I, like, I don't think he's bullshitting. I think I think he's being truthful. You think he believes this? I think he likes this player. Now, what I am confused about is what he means by feet. Because if I talk about a forward's feet, right, if I talk about, like, Taylor Hall or Austin Matthews, I'm talking about how they're, ha-cha-cha, they're dancing around everyone and they're flying. If I talk about a defenseman's feet... What am I like? How sturdy he is? You're or, skating backwards, I assume. I don't know. Including that, because Babcock, Babcock used to love how, um, like Zaitsev always skated like he was on a toilet. Like that, he he gets real low and real wide. Mm-hmm. Which you know, oh, coaches who love the intangibles, they love that sort of thing. Is that what he means? Can't knock him over. Yeah, like know? if that's the, if that's what he means, Goche's got terrible feet. You know what I mean? Because Goche stands so tall. Because he's always falling over. Yeah. And yeah, stands so tall yeah. and might come out of the lineup tonight. I don't. <laughs> I have. I don't know yet. We haven't gotten that answer. Uh, I mean, DJ Smith is nothing if not loyal. Good for him. Yeah, that's that's his boy, I guess, and he carried that over from Toronto. Good for to him. Ottawa. Better for Matthews. <laughs> Better for us. And then uh, today. The Leafs made a couple moves. They called up a couple guys. And you made an interesting point about how the Marlies have been terrible yes. and how they play back-to-back nights, so these guys might not even play. What are you making the news that they called up? Well, that was from today? Jonas Siegel, and that's a great point. Yeah, so you're allowed to play three straight nights in the American Hockey League, which is something Mike Zygamanis has just ranted about. Like, all the way back, I remember when he was an active Marlies player. Like, calling out, I want to say he tagged the commissioner of the AHL to be like, these are bullshit. Stop doing these. The three games and three nights? Three games yeah. and three nights. Murder! So it's Igor Korshkov and Mason Marchman who got the call up today. Yes. And then they, they also played 
yesterday, Saturday, and Friday. Yeah, so if they play tonight, it'll be their third consecutive. It's the hardest thing you can do in professional uh, well, in professional hockey. They yeah. played two <laughs> minor league games and then got called up for a National Hockey League game. I, I think the only thing that could be harder... I guess, in theory, you could play three and three and then get called up into a back-to-back scenario. So you could play five straight games, technically. But who the but, hell are you putting that, or putting through that? So the Leafs were only carrying 12 forwards, like the exact minimum. And yes. then, so they call it, now they got two spares. Yes. And do you think Korshkov or Marchman make the lineup tonight? Uh, I really, I'd like to see them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Marchman's 24, Korshkov's 23. I would hope they're not tired. I don't know what happened to them. Uh, in their games exactly, except for did you see what happened in yesterday's Marlies game? I heard you talk about it, but explain to anybody who doesn't know. Marlies are down 4 nothing, and I'm tweeting like, Jesus, Greg Moore going to get fired? Like he, The Marlies have been terrible since he took over. It's 4 nothing. Marlies score 1. Okay, great. Now it's 5-1. Marlies came back and won that game 7-6 to in overtime, folks. Unbelievable. Uh, Korshkov scored the OT winner. Um, I want to see him. Cause do you want your first NHL game to be against the Sabres or the Penguins? Ask Hasty Squo. But is it the <laughs> the Sabres on, I played two two games in a row. My third straight game, Sabres. Yes. You know? It's that's a tough call. Mm-hmm. That's a tough call. And, it's, and both have had trouble staying healthy. Marchment, I want to say, had surgery. Uh, Korshkov has, geez, when he was in Russia, he went through it. North America, he's gone through it. Um, I mean, it could be an opportunity to, if you don't want to risk them playing three straight nights, it could be an opportunity to have Goat and Timoshov play like it's their last game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or play like they're still fighting for a spot in the lineup. Mm -hmm. Which, they're in such a difficult position because under Keefe, like those guys are getting seven minutes max to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're supposed to do with that time, but I guess their job is to figure it out. Yeah, because he's doing the right thing. He's doing the thing we wanted Babcock to do for three years, and that's run the horses and let yep. Matthews and Marner and Elan and Tavares play those 18, 19, 20 minutes. And but you need production out of your... You need your third and fourth lines to be positive. Right. And I think that's maybe one thing that's been a little bit lost well, the third Recently? line has been. The third line has looked great. Like you, you have those guys scoring like the secondary goals that are helping the team win in games that they win. Yeah. You know, but then the fourth line is just, they're not seeing enough ice time to even make an effect on the game. No, and they got demolished for the uh, the send second goal. Mm-hmm. Boy, um, were you scared when it was ten minutes to go in the sense? Of course, <laughs> made of course it I was two. scared. Are you kidding me? It's the Leafs, <laughs> like. Yeah, because they they never l- look to be a threat, but they got it within one. The if you look at the the the, the first goal was was bullshit. It was a fluke. Um, Barry tried to throw the puck behind the net. It hits the ref. Mm-hmm. Brown <laughs> identifies what's going on before Matthews. I don't even blame Austin for it really. So what are you going to do? The second goal. I guess you watched the LFR. Mm-hmm. So I I highlighted a screen grab. Kyle Clifford is not nearly aggressive enough on goal above. I don't know what, like, like does Justin Hall have, like, Netflix in his visor, like Iron Man? And we're like, I want to know what show he was watching. There, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. There's two, it's Brady Kachuk and Anthony Duclair. Two incredibly dangerous players in front. And Jake Muzzin's like, I'll get both then, I guess. That guy has not looked right for mm. two weeks now. 
Whatever he's what do you battling, wrong? just flu or injury. I don't. There was one. There was a game recently. I can't remember if it was Arizona or Dallas, but the camera. Um, there was an ISO shot of his face, and it was after he either took a penalty or a goal went in. Can't remember. And he just looked like uh, great saying I learned from my Scottish in-laws. He looked like death warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, like he he just lo- he looks like a ghost. He look he looks like a shadow of his former self. Yeah, he yeah. looks sick. He looks lethargic. Um, but so Justin Hall, like let's say, coach, I'm too sick. I can't go tonight. So your right side is what? It's Barry Lilligren, I guess, is on your second pair now, and you have Marinchin on his offside. Right. Or you have Barry. Marinchin on his offside, then Lilligren. He, uh, uh, Dermot was able to come out of the lineup when he was sick. Um, I, I want to say there were a couple forwards who were able to come out of the lineup. They couldn't afford to take Justin Hall out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. He looks awful. Yeah. Do, I think we chalk up that Dallas loss to... They were sick. They were sick. And Dallas Which is, is good. Shame. Dallas, hear me now, folks. Dallas is really... Finding their way into my Stanley Cup favorites conversation. They're I, one point out of first place in the entire West. Buddy, I really like the way they play. I really like the way Dallas plays. They have mm-hmm. a couple X-Factor players. Um, they won that game without Radulov. Radulov wasn't even in the lineup. Mm. Ben Bishop is a series-stealing goalie. They play a really stingy system. Roman Polak almost scored a friggin' wraparound. <laughs> what, what, like, yeah. what the hell was that? They're... Most teams are not going to be improved by making a little move at the deadline, like they acquire some third-line winger. Dallas, I think, is absolutely that team. And also the Leafs woke Tyler Sagan up. Did you see that OT winner against Montreal? No. Holy shit. Was it nice? Yeah. uh, I think it might be a hat pick this week. Okay. Real, real good. And I'm sure we'll get to the Habs later, but um, Dallas is a very impressive team. Very That Gurianov kid. Like he's he's one of those guys where you forget that players are allowed to improve throughout the season, mm-hmm. and it's not just here's how you are from October to June, and then yeah, you... it's not NHL twenty which we can't play. It, the ratings don't just get set and then the guys just stay at that level. It's no, they're humans and they're constantly improving if yeah. they're trying to. But between the two games against the Leafs, I think he had like five breakaways. Like he's, right. he's really good. Sorry, anyway, I, I just really mm-hmm. like Dallas. So, Anyways. and that's why I sort of spared them. Right, like I, I wanted to rip the Leafs apart that night. I was just, I was just so grumpy. Good Dallas team, sick Leafs team, lots of injuries. What are you gonna do? What they they stay do? competitive and they almost won the game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that, then last night they make it up, they win that, and then tonight they get Buffalo. What do you expect out of Buffalo? Man, this has got to be Buffalo's Stanley Cup, sort <laughs> sort of like the Sens, because I really don't know what they're playing for. Did Buffalo play last night as well? Uh, I assume so because it was Saturday, but I don't actually know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, what do you make of the game tonight? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, Freddie needs to have his best performance in two months. Is what needs to happen. You know, the the Leafs have played Buffalo a few times this season. Um, the game that we saw where we were between the benches, they were not the better team. No, nope. and ended up squeaking out a OT winner. Was that Kapanen? Who scored the OT goal? No, it was Tavares. Oh yes, yes, yes. It was Tavares, yes, yes. Um, and uh, like they they need to look like they're a better team than Buffalo. 
which is something I'm dying for. But more importantly, Freddie, it, it won't be good enough that he's just better than their goalie. None of the goalies Buffalo has put in net this season have been good. Like, he needs to be Freddie good. That's all I care about. Like, it, like the reason we've been, or I've been so concerned with this last little stretch, I'm like, man, if they play like this in the playoffs, they're going to get killed. Yeah, there's some of them. There's no way the Leafs win a round playing like this. But I feel like they still have so much runway to get in to the playoffs yeah. that they're gonna fine tune this thing. Well, and they got Florida on the ropes too. Right. So they're four up on Florida. They've lost a couple. Here's your chance to go up six on mm-hmm. them, even though they'll have a couple games in hand. And right now, it's not even uh, Florida who's in that position. It's Carolina. Carolina has 69 points and Leafs have 70. But Florida can't. Or sorry, Carolina can't skip into third in the Atlantic. Right. Yes. The Leafs right now are the cheese team. They're they're the team that there was a situation last week, I think, Mm -hmm. where the Leafs were one point back of a team that wasn't in the playoffs. Yeah, they're the nine seed and then the eight seed doesn't make it. Which yeah, oh it's only Leaf fans (laughs) who don't like this playoff format. No, I don't I don't think Carolina and uh, Philly fans are too happy with it right now either. Not so fun to be on that side of the debate there, eh? That's ridiculous. Like, uh, we've it's had, a really we've stupid had this system. debate a hundred times in the last, like, two years. But it's ridiculous how you could be a better team and not make the playoffs. It, and also it, how you could be a better team and play a road game in the first round. A road series. Yeah. And last year it really screwed the Leafs. And this year it might be the reason they get in. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, Carolina has not looked... Uh, not Carolina. Florida has not looked good in their last ten games. They're 3-6-1. and one. They lost two in a row. So... They're on the ropes. Leafs, Leafs have gotten real lucky lately. They're on the road, and apparently they're shopping Vincent Trocek, their second-line center. Not mm-hmm. a lot of playoff teams shop their second-line center. No, and uh, Tampa, by the way, has won 10 in a row, if you haven't noticed. Okay. <laughs> People are not understanding how good Tampa is. Forget that they've won 10 in a row. Mm-hmm. Forget that they're, what are they, one point out of first? They are one point back of the uh, Bruins, yeah. they what? I want to know the last date they weren't a playoff team. Weren't? Yeah, because there was a there was a solid chunk. Yeah. I want to say like at the beginning of December, and yeah. now they're almost first in the league. You know how frigging hot Tampa has been. I don't believe in Tampa at all until they do something in the playoffs. I'm sorry, but they did it last year. They were the best regular season team ever, and they lost in the first round. But they went through it a bit this year. Is the difference? Yeah. You say you're not impressed? No. Prove it. They do have another couple months to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm with Tampa. I think it's just so flat and black and white as just prove you can do it in the playoffs. Fair enough. Uh, Jake Muzzin. Headlines. Yes. Elliot Friedman. Apparently, a four year deal has been worked out. Uh, there's actually Chris Johnson. So Chris Johnson said, you can only commit so much salary to the season following the one you're in, but that amount goes up by 10% on March 1st. So it does seem as though the Leafs and Jake Muzzin are on the path here to reaching a contract extension, but I wouldn't be surprised if everything isn't signed, sealed, and delivered until after that date. And he says that the deal is a four-year deal. So So, the Leafs and Muzzin have a deal, they just won't announce it yet. Because they can't under the CBA, because they can't commit so much salary to the following seasons in advance 
until oh. after March 1st. That's weird. So they have apparently... Oh, but that's, that's a team thing. That's not an individual thing. No, it's a salary cap thing. Yeah. Right. No, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So apparently they have too much salary committed into the seasons in the future. So that's they got to wait good. till March 1st, and then that number goes up by 10%, which then they can sign Jake Musson. So he's locked in. So apparently, according to Chris Johnson. Unless the agent... Well, okay, assuming Chris's report is true, which yes, I do. which we are assuming that, yeah. Unless Muzzin and his agent completely screw them, this right. is the deal. It sounds like they got a four-year deal. So what do you think a four-year deal with Jake Muzzin looks like? Also, are you happy with a four-year deal? Yeah, I am. Are you happy that they're committed to Jake? I am. Okay. Yes. Uh, a lot of people I saw were happy with it. I, I think the number I saw was 5.5 was, was the rumored cap hit. Okay. I would be very happy with that. Anything under six, I'd be pretty happy with. I saw Dom Lecision said they maybe shouldn't do it. They should hmm. allocate the funds elsewhere. The Leafs' pipeline on defense is so weak that I think they kind of got to. They don't... You're leaving way too much to chance. And, like, what? where are you going to go get another defenseman? You're going to go into free agency where everyone overpays? Yeah, that's the thing. If if you don't want to sign Jake Muzzin, then you've got to go out and get another Jake Muzzin. You already have one. Why not keep the Jake Muzzin you have? And it's four years. Right. Four is... That's about as long as I want Jake Muzzin. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, I would like him beyond that. But at 34, there's a solid chance Muzzin is not nearly as good as he is currently. And should be making less. Mm-hmm. So this gives us an opportunity. Hey, come contend with us for four years. That's hopefully what we're going to be doing. Thank goodness you're here. We gave up a lot to get you also. You didn't just give up Dursey, Grunstrom in a second to have him for a couple seasons. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's that high of a risk. Okay. He would have to take a real bad step backward like he would have to get some sort of injury which is you can't go in you can't go around just going well if he gets a catastrophic injury yeah that's everyone exactly that's any player ever and it might cook him and it might not like you don't know like I thought I thought Zidane Chara was done years ago because I remember going dude this guy's (laughs) 6'9 and in his mid 30s if he gets a knee injury he's Done. His joints are probably caked. They have to be. Yeah, they by this to. point. <laughs> and I think he had a knee injury, and I remember just being like, that's it for Zidane Ochara. Mm-hmm. Nope, still going. He's slow, but he gets away with everything, so it works out. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. I remember Tavares, he got that big injury in Sochi. There was no skin in the game. He wasn't a Leaf. He was a few years away from being a Leaf, and I'm like, I think that guy's done. Or, like, he, he is at very least done dominating. Here he is just doing the same old thing. So you can't go around living your life like that. What does this mean for Tyson Berry? Do you think it's more likely, less likely that they trade him, that they re-sign him? What do you think happens now? How do you think this affects Tyson Berry? Unless you get something really great back that helps you right away um, and ideally goes into next season, uh, I don't understand the point of trading Tyson Berry. Um, he's still a useful part of your team. Are you trying to win a cup or not? Can I give you the other side? Sure. What about him as a expiring asset? And that you'd rather find a way to create a deal so that you don't just have an asset walk away at the end of the season if you don't plan on re-signing him. I totally get it. 
I totally get it. But you're also retaining Alex Kerfoot from that deal, remember? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, you got a year of Tyson Berry. If you trade him, I want it to help now. You know what I mean? I totally get, oh, we need value going forward. That's a smart way of thinking. The right side is so weak that if you if you take away any one of the three guys currently in the lineup, you're fucked. They already they lost Cody Cece and it hurt them. That's how bad the right <laughs> side is. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. If you if you get another right side guy back, you could even upgrade. You can go to a team and figure out some sort of deal, trade Barry and and get something back. But if the thing you're getting back is not a right shot defenseman, I think you're wasting your time. Also, uh, Andreas Janssen's injury kind of screwed up the entire trade deadline for the Leafs. It seems like. Oh my god! Or or helped it? Or in what? In in terms of the cap they can take on now? Yeah, yeah. I got to. Um, but you're losing an asset that you could have potentially traded away, unless you're trying to move Cappy. It's but, it's extremely. Oh, there was a trade. Really? Oh, like right now. Nine minutes ago. Oh. Uh, On cap friendly, sorry, to the New Jersey Devils, they get David Quenville, I want to say related to Joel, and a 2021 second round pick. Uh, And the Islanders get Andy Green, who, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the captain of the Devils? A left shot defenseman, Andy Green? Yeah. Oh, that's actually a decent little deal. Um, Sorry, I, I went on. I went on Cap Friendly Twitter to look up something else. Okay, we'll uh, we'll break down that in a moment after uh, we finish the Muzzin Berry talk. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, it's crazy. This tweet from four hours ago from Cap Friendly, without a corresponding move, the Leafs' recalling of uh, Marchment and Korshkov would put them over the twenty-three player limit. It is therefore our assumption that they have placed Janssen on LTIR. Giving the club a grand total of twenty-four million in LTIR relief, of which they have eight point eight million remaining. So, Janssen being injured mm-hmm. uh, screws up their trade deadline plans in that they can't really well they can't trade him, and can you then afford to trade a Kerfoot or a I don't think Kerfoot's on the table anymore, or could you trade a Kapanen? So it screws it up in that way, but it actually gives the Leafs way more space because right. they're going forward with the assumption that CeCe and Janssen uh, won't be back uh, until playoff time. So they have they could bring on, unless I'm reading this wrong, they could bring on $8.8 $8 million but, in deadline value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's it's crazy to think that they have so much space when the entire narrative coming into the season was, hey, the Leafs have no cap space. Yeah. Right? It's I And then but now they have cuz they don't have first round picks to give away. It's like who are they taking on for this amount? That is a good question. Here's another question. Mm. If you're the NHL. Yes. And you're the NHL, you're like you're sitting there and you're like, hey, what stupid thing can we do today? What nonsensical rule can we make up? Leaf fans don't get mad at me. <laughs> if you're the NHL, do you want it so that a former employee of the league <laughs> who helped write the collective bargaining bargaining agreement, basically helped write how the cap works, do you want should an, should that employee be allowed to go then and work for a team? 
Yes, you can't limit people's employment. Well, then <laughs> you're going to get more of this. Yeah. Because, like, if you're an NHL team that has struggled with the cap, uh, and you don't, you know, you're looking at the Leafs in confusion or whatever, you should be spending your entire summer going, I don't, here, let me try to understand what the hell they did. Well, the the problem here is the NHL has set up a cap system that's so idiotic that the average person doesn't understand what's going on. I don't, dude, the, I don't understand. People don't who are it. into hockey and are hardcore hockey fans can't even understand it. And, and, and they've created a system where people need to find holes to circumvent the cap just so they can do what they want and try and win hockey games. That's a ridiculous way to set up a league. And no NHL team is going to... I mean, they'll whisper, oh, damn Leafs. But, like, too many guys... Are, th- the Leafs are the bank. Right. This It's already basically a half-cap or a soft-cap system. They helped out Columbus big time. They helped out Vegas big time. They helped hand Pittsburgh a cup. We'll give you our star, except you can't afford our star. So here, we'll retain $1.2 million forever because we can, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. We're going to spend over the cap anyway because of X, Y, Z. And here's Phil Kessel. And here's Phil Kessel. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone, who, anyone who's got something to say about it, shut up. Shut up. It's, it's crazy how it is basically a soft cap league and a hard cap league. Yeah. You know? Except there's only, like, one team who takes advantage of the fact that it's a soft cap. Yeah, well, at one point this season, there were 15 out of the 31 teams who were spending into LTIR. I don't know if that's true anymore or what the number is, but at one point this season, there were half the league doing yeah. that. It was bad at the beginning. It's ridiculous. I, I do remember that. Yeah, the Leafs yeah. weren't even the top team, and I'm like, no. but their payroll's $100 million. What are you... <laughs> What are you talking about? But the cap is eighty-one or whatever. So if they if they wanted to, the Leafs could. It's weird, like what their current cap situation looks like. If they really wanted to, it almost looks like. Remember when they completely sucked and they were tanking mm-hmm. and they could take on money mm-hmm. and also picks. Mm-hmm. So they take on Brooks like, but in exchange they get some picks and Connor Carrick. Yeah, you take Brooks like and maybe a third, and then yeah, Carrick, yeah. Their their current situation, they could. It's almost like they should do that again, mm-hmm. and just not play those players. And if you're able to get picks and prospects in return, you can then turn around and use those to go out and get mm-hmm. more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I keep looking for like the one big big number that they take on. It's like, oh, that's that big defenseman. Maybe he's like aging, but he has a big contract, and they bring it on. But maybe it's a bunch of smaller moves. Maybe it's a bunch of. $3 million guys that they're just bringing on and getting a couple draft picks for. And that I, happens a, a week today, right? A week tomorrow is trade deadline. I think so. Oh, I'm going to be part of the coverage again. Hey, by that's the way. awesome. Yeah. Nice, just, nice. just found out Next recently. Monday? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny nice. getting the email from like the exact producer. Like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to be part of the trade deadline coverage? I'm like, ah, oh, let me think. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you doing uh, let me talk t- to my wife. TV coverage or online? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... it's uh, I'm... Social media desk person. Nice. I don't know if I'm going to be more or less involved than last year. I I only got on a few times, but I was on. Nice. Damn it. And That's I got cool. to make fun of Brian Burke for trading for uh, Tyler Biggs. That's cool. Which, um, which means I did my job. So Andy Green is 37, has 11 points in 53 games. He's uh, The Devils love a confusing captain because the captain and before him was Bryce Salvador. Right, but apparently he costs a second, and Dave Quenville? I don't know much or, about Quenville. Um, I do know he was playing in the league 
I don't know if he's got that high of a ceiling. Okay. Andy Green for a second round pick still seems like a lot. Leadership though. Leader leadership. Well, and we're forgetting the the Devils connection. What's that's that? that's Lou Lamorello, GM of the Islanders, bringing in the captain of the Devils. Oh, interesting. I didn't okay. even think of that. That is interesting. And I it's it's the Islanders trying to improve on a strength. Right? They're they're this stingy team. I think they want to play low event hockey or at least grind you down. Andy Green, I believe, has been on several long playoff runs. Mm-hmm. Could be good for them. And uh, David Quenville, uh, 21, seventh round pick. Nephew of Joel? I think he's nephew. I don't have that information. I don't know if it says on there. Never played an NHL game. Oh, really? Yeah, has six points in 18 games with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers of the AHL, and he had two points in 14 games in the E this season. Oh, so he's Guy. So he is literally Magic Beans Guy. Oh, okay. I think it's for a second-round pick and a Magic Beans Guy. Hmm. I think that's to make the, the contracts work. Okay. Maybe. Interesting. All right. Well, sounds like the Islanders just wanted... Depth and leadership. I mean, the and they paid a second for it. Yeah, and the floodgates are officially open, okay. right? Like we already had uh, Campbell and Clifford. Zucker is gone. Uh, Andy Green is gone. Um, boy. So anyway, tune in February twenty fourth <laughs> for trade deadline coverage. It's gonna be sick, folks. Isn't this how it happens every year? Basically, they're, they're like, oh, we're gonna do. 46 hours of straight coverage. Duffy, his teeth are going to fall out because he's t- been talking on TV for 16 of those hours. And CJ's going to be so many trades. CJ's just playing pool against <laughs> you and me. <laughs> right? And uh, his <laughs> thumbs are going to fall off because he's just sitting there on his phone. I'm just... on a losing streak, by the way. I've been terrible. Yeah, you haven't uh, you haven't been good in messenger pool lately. <sighs> I, I, looked, I looked the other day because I, I, uh, I uh, braked or broke. Whatever, uh, uh. and uh, my next notification is that I lost. <laughs> you hit all the Yeah, I, just, I cleaned it out. It's like, oh shit. Um, um, so yeah, next. Hopefully next Monday. There's some people wait, but it, mo- the bigger deals happen like Saturday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. which makes sense. I want to see the Leafs actually do something though, mm. and none of this. Oh well, their move was Muzzin, and this year, oh well, their move was Campbell. Muzzin, good. Campbell, good. Glad you made both those moves. Do not tease me with this $8.8 million in space just to give us friggin' Nick Patan again. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a lease trade to announce. (gasps) Nick Patan for Per Lindholm? (laughs) Give me my day back. Or a Placanics. Even that. That's at least something. That's a guy who used to be a guy. You gave up a second. <laughs> but they gave him? up a lot. Yeah. They did give up a lot. But it, it's something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nick Patan for Pearl Lindholm, Babcock cared a big old bunch, but like I I couldn't bring myself to give a shit. Yeah, I was on the side of I think these guys need the rest of the run into the playoffs and just see what they got. You don't have to go out and make a big move. Just go. You got guys here in the locker room who are going to do something now that they have Keefe. Yeah. But now, there's all this room. You might as well use it. Use don't, it. Don't just let it go to waste and let it sit there. What, we have the money. What did you do all this hard work for? Right. Like all this planning and... 
you you did it to be in this position. Mm-hmm. You should not have eight point eight million dollars in cap space right now. That's preposterous. This is it's so lucky, and it's also terrible because that means guys are out. Yeah. So you need to be filling these slots somehow. Go Some, and do something. Do something. Yeah, do something. Yeah. What do you want us to do? I don't know. You're the GM. Do you, you do anything? <laughs> We're looking out. for something. There's so many guys. Bracco supposedly wants out. Are we forgetting that Nick Patan still exists, by the way? Yeah, go ahead and do a Nick Patan trade the there's, other way. There's too many forwards on this team. It feels like, do you remember when the Leafs made the trade with the Islanders where they traded five guys? Five guys. Yeah. <laughs> on picture day? Yes. For like one guy? Yeah, and, well, and one of those five guys was a guy. Yeah. And then it took another one of them five years to make the show. Like, Come on. It feels like right now they have just a bunch of guys, and that you could probably just package these guys and get guys back that can fill that 8.8 and do something and help the team. Okay. Leafs, Leafs have an injury up front. Okay. Mason Marchment. They have another injury up front. Okay. Korshkov. Another injury. All right. Agostino. Another injury. Brooks. He's injured. All right. Well, now we got to we gotta go. We can get by without Nick Patan. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Right. And like a guy like Spezza has made the rest of the guys so so expendable. He looks he doesn't look tired. He doesn't I remember earlier in the season we were saying, well, he shouldn't play every game because he's old. He looks a okay to me. Yeah, it looks good. And we're almost sixty games in now. Right. Um yes, they have all the space. Please freaking use it. Mm -hmm. Uh to improve your hockey team and also trade deadline coverage, we'll do. Uh, we'll do. I guess more of a trade deadline preview uh, tomorrow or next show because uh, we I can't record Tuesday. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we'll talk about more about that, like the other teams tomorrow, and see what they're going to do uh, a week from Monday. But yeah, should Hell be fun. Yeah. I think it'll be a fun trade deadline. I, the God, GMs I this so. season a little, seem to be a little bit more willing to take a chance, you know? Well, and it's I weird. St. Louis, I think, had something to do with that last year where it's like, okay, any team can really win out of nowhere. Yeah, and and this year has had a lot of clear have-nots, and they haven't really done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Kings did something. But where's the big Buffalo trade? Yeah, New know? Jersey just made their move. Is there a big Buffalo trade? Um Minnesota, do they have another one? Do the Sharks just throw in the towel and just get rid of all these old guys? They, uh, what did they do the other day? Oh, no. Carlson's injured for the rest of the season. Carlson's gone for the, by the way, his thumb is going to keep him out two months. Uh, You mean his thumb plus all of his nagging injuries to the rest of his body? I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I mean, maybe. Um, But guys have played with broken fingers. You just kind of wrap it because it's in a goal. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Like they're, they're, I, I think they've already thrown in the towel. And now mm-hmm. they don't have Kane for three games. Right. They already didn't have Hurdle. They already don't have Couture, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thornton is 55. <laughs> Marlowe is 56. Yeah. Like, that team is seven different mm-hmm. shades of boned. So what's the big trade? Is, is what That's we'll a great question. Uh, it got to be Kevin LeBanc. If I'm Kevin LeBanc, yeah. I go, get me the fu- I gave you guys a million-dollar contract. He signed one year, one mil. Made them all look like geniuses. That Timu Meyer deal, they signed both those the same day, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, holy shit, the Sharks are brilliant. Whoops. Can't win. Um, season. You need a goalie. Speaking of Evander Kane, yes. we have to do the week of suspensions in the NHL. Uh, so we're going to go back in time to Wednesday. We're going to go in chronological order. We'll go start Wednesday. Zdeno Chara cross-checks Brendan Gallagher in the upper pad slash th- throat slash face. face. <laughs> no suspension 
$5,000 fine, the maximum allowable under the CD- CBA. What do you make of this suspension? It's garbage. This fine and lack of so suspension. So stupid. It's, oh, did you see my tweet about it? No, what did you say? Uh, Zidane Char's career earnings are, uh, I believe it was $97,993,695. Okay. He got fined $5,000. That is 0.405 something percent mm-hmm. of like what he's ever made. And basically what I came down to or what what I tried to figure out it's it's like getting it's like he was fined $75 or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it, oh well uh, people were talking about well that's his career earnings. Okay, we'll put it against this year's which is 3.75 after bonuses. Yeah, it was like being fined. He got like a speeding ticket, like reduced in court. Five thousand dollars is ridiculous, and I don't know why the CB they negotiated that and set that as the limit. Yes. So yes, is people there a reason? Write... Do you know the reason? No, no. no oh, okay. But <laughs> pe- people, well, yeah, I know the reason. So the players' association don't want the players to lose that much money on account of. Its... But five thousand dollars seems so little. It is. That's why they negotiated it in, right? Uh, but the Players Association, uh, I mean, that's their job, though, isn't it? It is their job, but I would like to see the NHL get a little more bullish on that because it's endangering their players. 5000 it's nothing. It's frigging nothing. You spend, like, what's a box at a Leafs game? So, like, was, was Chara fined a quarter of a box at a Leaf game or something like that? <laughs> Mm-mm. It's 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 stupid. It's stupid. And uh, you, they, you just get called salty. Oh, Leaf right. fan. Oh, Bruins. Do, uh, either it's my hobby to say it's always you or it's always you. Like, I'm not saying... Because people go, oh, you think the league favors the Bruins? No. I think it's the old thing from an old article that Justin Bourne wrote and Dustin Bufflin was mentioned... It's he do, he he commits so many infractions that you can't call them all. Right. That's their whole team. <laughs> That's the whole team. Zidane Chara. I saw a great tweet, and it was Zidane Chara commits an infraction every shift, which I think is true. Zidane Chara, like in terms of like who are guys you want to play against in the playoffs, the rules called fairly. I want the Leafs to play Chara a hundred times out of a hundred. He's slow and washed. If you actually call the rules, you should be able to burn him literally every shift. But he gets cooked. So why do, just, why don't they call the rules? Why doesn't the NHL just like, call the rules? Because he's a great vet. All of that will stop if they just call the rules. He he has great Instagram quotes, and I'm sure he's a I'm sure he's a great conversationalist. And he's been in the league a long time. And veteran, you give the veteran the benefit of the. Cross-checked him in the mouth, man. Yeah. And you're conceding that he did by fining him $5,000. And a lot of people compared it to the Kadri suspension. Well, okay. Like, I understand the difference, which is Kadri took a running start at it. Right. Kadri's was worse. But was the the difference an entire playoff series and a a $5,000 fine? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. There's there's an in-between there that just doesn't seem right. The only thing... The only real thing there is now Char is a repeat offender if he does something oh, else, but like he that's not going to come up. It was at least a game. 
You know, I thought so. Like, it didn't make sense. Why? Why can't you give a guy a game f- just to say, "Hey, in st- our league, hey, cross check to the teeth. Just are- don't do that." It, it's, <laughs> and you could. Oh, my stick rode up. And like, like that was the that was the defense of Gustav Nyquist. Remember Nyquist? Mm-hmm. That to me is still one of the most preposterous suspensions. He got six games for spearing a guy in the face, and the the defense of it was, well, his stick got caught up in the boards and he didn't mean to... Put your fucking stick down, you psycho! Right, right. You, you speared a guy in the face! So, Steve, if I pointed a gun at you and then I shot you in the head, but I was like, oh, the safety was supposed to be on. It or was, it was it, supposed to be a warning shot. It was, it was supposed to be just past you, but then I had, had to hit you in the face and killed you. Well... I don't I don't get off because the gun rode up on your face and but shot but, you through the head. No, but you're a veteran of this podcast. <laughs> you know, you get I'm, the veteran benefit of the day. You've been here for, you know, six years. I'm really tall. You're really tall. <laughs> you, you fit the description, right? You're a leader. Right. Everything. Mm-hmm. The long stick. It's it's $5,000 fine. $5,000 fine. There it is. One for every year you've been with the show or whatever it is. Do you want to go to uh, Thursday? Let's go to Thursday. Let's go back in time. <laughs> Thursday. Uh, Eric uh, Chernak is laying on top of Zach Cassian. Cassian kicks him in the chest with his skate to get him <laughs> off. It uh, doesn't really injure him. Or no. make a dent because he hit him in the chest protector, but he does probably the dumbest thing you could ever do when you're wearing knife skates. Yes. Or knife shoes, I should say. Yes. <laughs> and just running around on ice. And he gets seven games for that, Cassian does. What do you I, make of the suspension? I feel slightly bad for him because I don't know if there's any player in the league who is stupid enough to do that with a clear mind. <laughs> yes. However, but <laughs> that needs to be. It needs to be using the bottoms of your feet. Using Shane Corson was suspended a playoff game for straight up kicking, like like soccer ball kick to the and it was to the shin pad. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, I hit him in the chest. He's got like bulletproof equipment on." It's a fucking skate. It's a skate. He he and and okay. Sorry, I'm getting caught up. But one thing Oilers fans right rightfully pointed out is Jeff Skinner did basically the same thing a few years ago and was suspended by Brendan Shanahan back when that was his position. Shanahan was notoriously heavy-handed with his suspensions. Skinner got two games. And watching it, it's, it's ridiculous. It shouldn't have gotten a game less than 10. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, you gotta You gotta get... The league's attention with a suspension, like for something like that. Um, Chris Simon stomping on Yarko Rutu, thirty games that cooked him. That was his career. Uh, you know some of the uh, suspensions Matt Cook has gotten. Like you gotta get the rest of the league's attention. Seven games just doesn't do it. No, I think they go. Oh, like I, I think I think it's a high pitched. You go up a couple octaves. Oh, seven. What what should it have been? It's got to be at least ten. And you thought this should have been? I tweeted twenty. You, okay. dude, it's skate. Work. This should have been a attention grab, headline grabbing. This guy's out for twenty well, games. Forget. Instance. Okay, he kicked him in the logo. 
Like, mm-hmm. and, that's and, what, you, that's, and then I hate that because with both these suspensions, it seems like people are just looking for excuses. Oh, the stick rode up. He didn't mean to hit him with it. Oh, he kicked him in the chest where there's protection. What about but, what he did? Yeah, it's the action of what he did is what he should be suspended for. It's ridiculous that we're making excuses and being like, oh, but it didn't end up in the most danger, dangerous way it could have. But argue, no, he did the thing. Most bad things people do, I don't think they meant to. I've gotten a speeding ticket. I didn't know I was speeding. But okay. last time I got one, I looked down. I went, "Oh shit!" Your intention wasn't to speed, Steve. So we're gonna wipe away this ticket and not give it to you because your intention wasn't there. Five dollar fine. <laughs> five five dollar fine. There was no one else on the road, so you didn't injure anyone. Yeah. It was protected. And you've been driving for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Driving Boston, like <laughs> you got a great Instagram. Right. Like, no, and and you know he kicked him in the chest. Um, and it's well protected. Dude, Cernak shifts a certain way. Cassian, like, he was caught up in a pile of men. Like, what What? What if he What if he slips a little bit? What if he slices, like, there's an artery in your, in your arm mm-hmm. where you're done. What if he kicked him in the face? What if he kicked him in the, like, what your if, chest what, what and if? your face are kind of, what if he kicked him anywhere? In a league where, like, wasn't uh, Brendan Perlini just had his nose half sliced off mm-hmm. by a skate, complete accident. There was Richard Zednick just a few years ago, got his carotid artery cut. That was an accident. You had Clint Malarchuk, don't even want to go there, complete accident. It's bad enough the players are doing something on friggin' purpose. Mm-hmm. David Amber said on Saturday, he said, when you're six years old and you're first learning hockey, it's the first thing they teach you. It's like a six-year-old knows not to use your skate blade as a weapon or kick anything when you're on the ice because it's the most dangerous thing you could ever do in the sport because it ruins the sport because you're using the dangerous equipment as a weapon. And how about this, like, Jesse? This, this, should tell you, this should tell you where the NHL is at because the first example that I saw that people brought up, like, oh, what's the precedent here? What's the precedent? I thought the Jeff Skinner one was the most accurate one, but what what was the last time someone was was uh, suspended for a stomp? And know. the example that people brought up was Ryan Kessler getting stomped on by Chris Pronger, the guy who had the job before Peros did. <laughs> a guy who stomped on another guy was in charge of handing out suspensions. How many did he get? Uh I don't remember. Oh, okay. It wasn't a ton. I think it was in the playoffs. It, like, well, playoffs count for two, apparently. Skate infractions <laughs> should. I don't. I'm not. I'm failing to see an argument against twenty and up, dude. It's a skate infraction. Mm-hmm. It is a weapon. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> it's a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's. It's. It's not a blunt weapon, like a like a stick, which is still bad. You can't swing it at someone's head, or whatever. It. It's a. It's a knife. Mm. You're wearing knives. <laughs> Plural, because a double you got edge. Two. Yes. <laughs> and the, so you're wearing four. You got yeah. all kinds of knives on your feet. Might as well be Gordon Ramsay. Like, yeah. I, 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 yes. Yes. Who used his feet for a living before he became a chef? What did he do? He was a soccer player. No way. He played footy. I didn't know that. At a high level. Yeah, high enough. I, I can't what? remember exactly how high, but yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Amazing dude. Yes. From Glasgow. And then Saturday, yesterday, Evander Kane is hounding down uh, Neil Pionk all game. Yep. Finally, he 
gets him in the corner and viciously elbows him in the head. It is which, clearly a suspension. Which you can't do. No. <laughs> gets suspended three games, fourth suspension of his career. He's not happy at all. So he hops on Twitter, types up a uh, a note on his iPhone. Which, at, at the time we're recording this podcast, he hasn't been punished for. I fully expect him to be. Yeah, you think he, he should get another fine or something on top of this. I, don't, I know next time he does something, and he will do something that's just the type of player he is, like he he plays with fire, he's going to get clobbered mm-hmm. next time. This will be the fifth time next time. It'll be crazy. And that, to me, is it. He's, why didn't this one get, why didn't, listen, Evander Kane is, it's that meme, terrible, the worst person you know makes a great point. Like, <laughs> th- this guy has been suspended a bunch of times, yeah. probably should have been Deserve three games this time, so but he me, does make up a point that it is. Well, I guess you're let me to, read what, he's, he, what yeah. he wrote on Twitter. So he said the fact the fact that the NHL Department of Player Safety, headed by George Peros, continues to pick and choose who and what they suspend is ridiculous. There have been countless incidents of the same nature through this season and past seasons that have gone unsuspended or fined. No one person can tell you what is or isn't a suspension in today's game. It's become a complete guess. There is a major lack of consistency with NHL Department of Player Safety, a completely flawed system in so many ways. From the suspensions to appeals, appeal rights, it's baffling to me how we as players agree to this. You can't continue to give some players a pass and throw the book at others. There have been... There has to be a outside third party making these decisions to remove the bias that transpires in this department headed by George Peros. None of it makes any sense. And now, he uses his name. There's, there's a lot in there. First of all, the middle portion where he says nobody knows what a, su- a suspension is in today's game. Fact. That's Absolutely factual true. Factual information that he wrote down and posted on Twitter. Bam. We just went through two suspensions that nobody really knows how many games they should get or if there's a suspension. We never have any idea what anyone's going to get. But then he continues. And first of all, him trying to make a defense for what he did? No. no. What you did, Evander Kane, is a suspension. You should get three games. Which is what this is born out of. Right. This is born out of his frustration that he got three games. Which he is 100% deserved three games. Yeah. So I don't. But, <laughs> but I'm failing to locate the lies. His so far. larger point is definitely true. No one knows what anyone's going to get. And, dude, like, the fact that Peros is handing out suspensions and fines and whatever, he's in charge of. You know, being the judge for guys he played with and against. Mm-hmm. Like, how many games did Peros have with Chara? It was probably a bunch. Mm-hmm. I know he spent most of his career in the West, but like, you know, that makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. What, what did that apply to Shanahan too? Yes. Yes. It <laughs> makes me uncomfortable that there are players who are put in charge of suspending their buddies. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible system. But I think, I, I don't think, can you avoid that? Because I don't think a third party is the answer. No? I think you keep it internally like how the rest of sports does it. You know, you, you create a department. It probably shouldn't just be one guy. I don't know how it works if he consult, if Paris consults with a board or whatever. But maybe it's some other method. But an outside party isn't, isn't the way to go. This is, this is the players valuing money over safety. That's, that's what this is. In what way? If they valued safety over money, the fines would be a lot more than $5,000, and suspensions would be stiffer, but uh, if you, uh, the more games you get suspended, the more money you lose, the more money the pot loses. 
Right. So there's no there's no incentive to up suspensions uh, unless you're really keen on advocating for heavier safety, which I just don't believe they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this boys club. Uh, you know what? Whatever, boys. It's a war out there, but we're all friends afterward. We worked hard to get to the show, and don't take food off my plate and whatever. The team will pay for my injury. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it, if the if the players association valued safety more than money, we'd see a change immediately. Mm-hmm. When's the net, when's the CBA up? Two years from now? One year? I'm not totally sure because they had that opt out. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly how they were. It's relatively soon. I want to say 22 or 23. I think 22. 22? Okay. I'm not totally sure. Because yeah. this it's clearly a broken part of the game right now. Yeah. Suspension, it was, it was nobody... eight years with an option for 10, and I think they picked up the option, now they're heading for 10. So I that think it's 2022. Right. Sorry. 2022. Yeah, it, just, it seems like this is a broken part of the game. Nobody yeah. knows how regulated the game should be and what happens after something that's clearly unsafe happens. And and look at Habs fans this morning. It's it's it wasn't necessarily a suspension scenario, but like they're losing their minds now. Mm-hmm. Brendan Over. Gallagher especially yeah. because of what happened last night against Dallas and And what it, happened last night? They had a 3-nothing lead. They could not get a call to save their life. Uh, and they ended up losing in overtime. Beautiful game winner from Tyler Sagan. But like, like Max Domi is like fielding questions about the officiating with blood pouring out of his mouth like the Joker. Oh gosh! And he like he actually because people were saying he looked like the Joker, kinda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think he went as the Joker for Halloween. Sort of embrace it. He's pouring blood out of his mouth while he's answering questions from uh, at least one miss high stick. I think it was two. So. Now that's getting into a different conversation. About the officiating uh, on the ice. Yeah, but yeah, we already know is, the mandate is yeah. to have a more violent game. The mandate is to get back to what it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So if the PA isn't going to advocate for safety and the NHL is actively advocating for the opposite of safety, <laughs> w- what makes you think there's going to be longer suspensions? Right. It's not going to happen. Because mm-hmm. the goal is to not have the game played on power plays, is what you hear. You yes, know, you don't. Which, <laughs> you want the game to be played on five and five, so they're allowing all these other things. But all those other things are infractions against the rule book. I don't so you're not playing the game as it's played. You no, know? and I and I don't have a problem. Listen, getting rid of enforcers was just following the tide. It was following the signs. This is where the game is going. Mm-hmm. We need, you know, you can go smaller. You can go all speed and finesse. We don't need an enforcer because that's in the past. The way the NHL is going, I want a Kyle Clifford on my team yeah. because it's going backward. We're literally going backward. We're going back to what it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Leafs going out and getting an enforcer, other teams going out, like, I don't know, because you can get cross-checked in the teeth and it's nothing. Yeah. When the whistle is like, when the game stopped, somebody, a six foot nine guy can just come up to you and put a stick in your face. Yeah. It's the biggest player in hockey history can cross-check you in the mouth, and it's nothing. I don't. This doesn't get fixed quick. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the solution is here because they no neither side seems to want to fix it. That's why I think the solution is a third party because right. the the PA and the league are both so out to lunch on this. But but when a third party comes involved comes around, then you need to outline the rules differently. 
Well, it, well, you have to first of all, you have to outline the rules, <laughs> yeah, right? We at need all. rules, yeah. And uh, whoever the third party is, I would imagine they'll be super duper heavy on the punishment side, <laughs> and you'll start to see things like like a kick to the chest. That's thirty games. <laughs> That's half the season. I wouldn't be surprised to see for certain infractions, forty-one game suspensions. You're out half the season <laughs> for that stupid thing you did. I I got. I got a sad note for you. Uh-oh. I don't think it's ever going to happen, Stephen. Oh, no. It's, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But I'm like, sorry. I just... It's not I don't going to happen it's... because hockey isn't... Let's, let's, let's put it as plainly as possible. The sport is not interested in progress. They're happy... That's fair. They're happy with the way things are. And until... They're happy with... Uh, they're interested in generating more revenue. Which they are. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, bringing in all these teams and, okay. Like, find your niche, I guess. We'll just keep being the XFL of sports, I guess, even though we don't even know if the XFL friggin' works. Mm -mm. You know, like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't, well, no, I do get it. I think I outlined it pretty plainly. Um, you know, I'm just speaking my mind here. I don't think either party is interested in safety. They're interested in Brendan Gallagher, shut your fucking mouth, and don't complain about officiating because our officials, our, our impartial officials will literally tell you, go fuck yourself <laughs> on a, on a yeah. loud mic. Oh, and I it, wish we could play. Can we play? I don't think we could play the audio. Mm, I mean, you'll only hear what I just said. Do you have the, do you have the name of the referee? Uh, Dean Morton, was it? I think you're correct. So last night, Dean Morton, who's refing the Stars uh, Canadians game, I'll look it up. is picked up on live television saying, go fuck yourself to Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, and it was from T TVA who, who tweeted it out. The ref tells Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, Dean Morton. This is from Arpen Basu. You can quite clearly hear Dean Morton tell Brendan Gallagher, go fuck yourself in this video. Now, a lot of people rightly pointed out like, dude, did you never play hockey growing up? Like, refs do this all the time. Maybe they shouldn't. <laughs> like, refs are, are they're clearly, they, they take everything personally. I think that's the case in the NBA, where mm -hmm. you can get ejected from a game for staring. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, it's the worst in baseball. Where, mm -hmm. did you see that ejection from a college game the other day? No. The guy literally just dragged his, his bat through the dirt, like, for a split second. I don't even know if he said anything. And I'm just like, you're gone. And the guy's like, why? What did I do? Mm -hmm. And then there's this in the NHL. I still remember, and I've, I've struggled to find the clip, when the Leafs were first in HBL 24-7, when they were playing Mike Babcock's Detroit Red Wings in the Winter Classic, the lead-up, there was a Penguins game. Dion Phaneuf was still on the Leafs, and he was going at Harry Zolnerchuk uh, all game. The Penguins had like a middleweight goon sort of come up. And they were going at each other all game. The refs told him, knock it off, knock it off, knock it off. And the mic, like, on HBO, picks up the ref going, all right, wait, fuck both you guys. Get to oh, the no box. Way. <laughs> Send that to the captain of the team. Go fuck both you guys. Send that to a team's captain. Mm -hmm. But how does, how does anybody look at this clip, like, they're scrolling through Twitter, you're an average hockey fan, and you see a ref telling your favorite player on your favorite team to go fuck yourself. How do you sit there and be like, oh, this game is fair and unbiased? Yeah. Okay, you're already but, mad. So Habs fans were already mad at the non-calls. Mm -hmm. Then after the game, you find out he said go fuck yourself and skated towards the Dallas Stars as they were heading off, which was a little on the nose, I thought. Uh, <laughs> like, 
It's ridiculous. Sorry, this is just Habs fan Steve talking to me. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just speaking my truth. I'm yeah. just speaking the, the I way I saw I, it. I still don't, I don't have a solution to how the NHL fixes this issue because it's clearly a huge issue. They have players they like and players they don't like. And they call the games thusly. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. And that is so incredibly unfair. That's it. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Should I expand on that? <laughs> no, it's just, it's a sad reality to exist in. It, I, it like, it, we make the argument that happens in, in other sports. Like, I know Adams said, oh, it's the NBA, you know, LeBron will get a call before Terrence Davis or whatever. But that's different to me a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, that's also unfair. It's also unfair, but that's kind of just how the game works, you know? But here, it seems like it's... Go fuck yourself. It's it's a different level. It seems anger towards players in certain instances. If they're if they're acting certain ways that the officials don't like, it seems teams getting makeup calls when there aren't calls to be made. You always bring up that stat about how power plays and uh, shorthanded and um, penalty kills always kind of line up. Yeah, except for the Ducks. That was the one (laughs) team. Um, But was one of the best at drawing penalties in the NHL for three years. Mm-hmm. The following three years, he couldn't get a call if he was knifed in the back. Because they're working, they got to make it even. You know? they, well, you know, you gotta, know, you know he, he was out. showing us up. Yeah, he was showing us up. That's what it's about. And then there's the uh, and then there's the next layer where it's the suspensions. And when guys do infractions on the ice, sometimes it never gets called. And then even when they go to Toronto and they tell George Paris to make a decision on it, it's never enough. How about this, Dennis Weidman? Uh, the 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 Flames are one of the cleanest teams in the league in terms of not taking penalties. The next year, they are so in the red that they had to talk to the league about we can't get a call. Mm-hmm. We literally can't get a call because every ref in the league is mad at our team that one of our players temporarily lost their mind and yeah. hit one of them from Dennis behind. Dennis Wyman accidentally slid into official after he was running at him, yeah. Now... You know, we can get into a conversation of that's you know serves you right. Yeah, did he have twenty to, games to for that? Yeah, but I think it was I think it was reduced. Oh, okay, to twelve and but he had already sat out the twenty games and he I think he got money back. It was mm. a mess. See, it, and that's still worse than kicking a guy with a knife in his chest. You know, I think attacking a defenseless. <laughs> You know, it's it's pretty fucked. It's pretty it's pretty bad. But also is kicking a guy with a knife. You know. I, they're both terrible, but one clearly the NHL has outlined one is more terrible. Yes, which doesn't make sense. I, Anyways, I don't get any of it. It's it is. Listen, from the hurricane of a conversation we just had, yeah. I think we've pretty clearly illustrated it's a clusterfuck, <laughs> and it needs to be fixed. On Friday, uh, Minnesota fired Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, yes. Well, Bill Guerin specifically fired him. A lot has happened. Uh, the team blew a 3-1 lead to the Rangers on Thursday and then uh, in a shootout loss, and then he got fired on Friday. He's the eighth head coach to be fired this season. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Guerin was Brujo's third GM. He was hired by Chuck Fletcher, and then Paul Fenton took over, and then Guerin took over, and then he's coached for four seasons. I don't know. To me, it looks really strange. Because they're seven three and one in their last eleven games, they're three points out of a playoff spot. Uh, they, they, they might make it. Yeah, they were they were trending towards a playoff spot. They just made the Justin uh, the Zucker deal. Yeah. So they're kind of half they're shedding. They're they're half rebuilding, but also they're 
getting to a playoff spot. And then um, Garen comes out and he says the assistant coach, Dave Eason, is going to be the uh, coach, the interim head coach for the rest of the season, and that the team will conduct a full coaching search in the offseason, which makes no sense because if you're going to get rid of Bujo now, why not just do it in the offseason when you're planning on making the coaching change? If you're going to get rid of Bujo now, I thought it would be because you want to bring in one of the guys who are on the market. Something like you want to be there, bring in Laviolette or Babcock or Gallant. Anyone. Anyone. But. He just randomly gets rid of him after he goes seven three and one. It's it's one thing, yeah. What do you think's you, going if on? If you here? ax a guy to bring in one of the guys on the market because you don't want them going to another team, yeah. But yeah, they're just letting this guy rot, I guess. Or I I gotta think something was said. You think Bujo? I think said there was something? some sort of. I think there was a really loud argument between them. I am l- literally guessing. Completely making that up because it's the only thing to me that makes sense. Um, yeah, like you said, they're trending upwards. They had one bad game. Um, did Garen see something in that game that's a symptom of their whole season? I don't know, mm-hmm. but like you said, he already sort of seems to be committed to. Tearing it's like it he's actively trying to make the team worse. Like right. you, you trade Jason Zucker, you fire the coach. Those are things a GM does when they're tearing down the set. But you're playing well. So like maybe he doesn't believe in the team. Like maybe he doesn't believe the last eleven games are any indicator of their future. And uh, and that's smart, or could be. But also, anyway, if the coach is doing well with a roster you don't believe in, then maybe he's a good coach. Right. Yes. Yes. That's a great point. Yeah. Okay. You don't believe in the team, but is that's the move you make? Dmitry Filipovich, I think it was, had the tweet that listen. History has shown that the team who fires Bruce Boudreau will get worse, and the team that hires him will get better. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. So for them to fire him when they did, or at all, makes no sense unless there was a really, unless there was a mutual departure. It could be that. Hmm. I mean, that would be a weird look. Bruce Boudreaux leaves Minnesota Wild, quits, or something like that. That would mm-hmm. be a weird look, but this is a very, you know, Paul Fenton is long gone, and Minnesota continues to be one of the most mystifying teams in the whole league. Paul Fenton did get rehired, by the way. Oh, where is he now? I believe he's a scout with the Blue Jackets. Oh. Yes. Scout life. Scout. He's one of those guys where... I think he does know some things. He can evaluate hockey. Cannot be a manager. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do what you're best at. Yeah, who wrote that piece in The Athletic that we love so much? Michael Russo. Michael Russo. It is the best scorched earth takedown of anybody since uh, whatever that Hartford article about Pierre Maguire in 1994. It's so... I'm going to go home and read it again. (laughs) It's real good. And uh, lastly, before we talk a little bit more about our PS4 troubles. Oh, my God. Because we need to go off. Um, Dan Carcillo and Paul Bizanet are having a feud a feud on Twitter. That is evolving That's, as we speak. I yeah. saw Biz had more tweets about it. and I don't know. It seems like the sort of thing that maybe we shouldn't talk too, too much about 
until it's like done. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just going to lay it out here. Just sure. The things that happen. Uh, Jeremy Roenick was fired from NBC. Uh, NBC for comments he made against uh, one of his coworkers on a, on the Barstool podcast. Catherine Spittin Chapin. Chapin. Yes. On Spitting Chicklets. Yes. Uh, Dan Carcillo, Roenick ended up posting on Twitter about how he thought he was outraged and now he was disappointed that NBC let him go. Dan Carcillo. Okay. Yeah, and and a lot of people defending what he did. Which is crazy. What, you go to work on Tuesday and try the same thing, see how it goes. <laughs> right. Just leave it at that. That's it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You'll you'll be fired as well. Yes. Dan Garcillo, he tweets um, a Globe and Mail article about how uh, he calls it damage control after the fallout with Rodick, I believe. Well, and the article was about how Paul Bissonnette is this rising star in mm-hmm. the sports, etc., etc., which... He is. Like he's yep. I would argue the biggest personality in hockey media. That we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Name another one. Like it was previously Don Cherry. There's an argument for Ron McLean. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's I think it's Biz. All right. And uh Dan was saying how he felt uh Biz's role was being he was filling that Cherry Ronick role in hockey media, which I don't know, however you want to take that, you can. It was a it was a weird take. Right. It was a little shoehorned. And there are people that have a problem with biz and chicklets and barstool and those are those are all their reasons and whatever, but this particular beef seemed a little misplaced. Exactly. It seemed like and then we're learning now as it's ongoing that there's a personal uh, disagreement Super between duper personal. Oh, it's not a disagreement. Dan, well, just things that have happened in their history between yes. Dan and Paul, and we won't get into specifics because it's real dirty and and it's kind of gross and evolving and not fun. But they've been going back and forth on Twitter, and um, Paul has accused um, Dan of uh, having calling him very derogatory terms and and then Dan's been very upfront about how he's been a damaged individual and how he's done all these things and that how, now his life is about making amends for all of that. Yes. And it's that guy's in a tough spot, man. Because it sounds like he's really trying hard to make amends and at the same time he really seems like he sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like what what is the lesson to be learned here? If you suck, just lean into it and always suck or try to make amends is is the lesson don't throw stones in glass houses because he was being left alone until he went at a guy that he had previously wronged. Right. But he says he already apologized for that. Like you said, it's pretty gross. Um it's evolving. I don't imagine we're going to get a messy or sorry, I don't imagine we're going to get a clean end to it. Uh, a lot of people are happy for the wrong reasons today. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of people choosing sides in this, and it's not something you should be choosing no. sides and getting involved in. No. This seems to be a dispute between two people that they're having very publicly, which I don't feel like it's helping any of the conversation. Yeah, and they want a neutral platform to have a debate on, or uh, not a debate, a discussion on. Mm-hmm. And for a split second, my dumb little brain was like, well, we have a show. And I'm like, absolutely not. No. Absolutely. You guys are both adults. You friggin' deal with it. Right. And uh, 
Biz Biz did come out and say that he'll address it on a spit and chicklets. That he's not going to any neutral. He'll talk about it on chicklets, which he should do. That's his outlet. It is his outlet, but I don't. <sighs> I don't know. It right. just listen. We're not listen. Everyone who thinks they're right thinks they're right, mm-hmm. and that's basically I think the way wrong, it's going to stay. Thinks they're wrong. Yeah, and more people are going to listen to the next episode of Spit and Chicklets because they want to know what Biz now has to say. Right. And right? Dan Carcillo so, clearly has a very um, messy past that yes, the, we don't know how you resolve it, in what way, and what he does that helps the situation, who he is now as a person. Like, how much of that do you take into account when you're evaluating his character? Well, know? if Adam was here, he would tell us the same story that uh, the, when he was hosting with Ashley Docking. Mm-hmm. You know, what is how how do you believe if someone has changed? And she said receipts. Mm-hmm. Dan's got lots of receipts, mm-hmm. but now it, it, I, his life is it seems too big piles of receipts, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're very different. And contradictory, right? So yeah, and then just to wrap it up, you have to question just how they're having this. You know, is like neither of them should be doing this on a public on Twitter. You know, (sighs) that Twitter is already the place where you shouldn't talk with anybody about anything serious, and to have this level of conversation on Twitter is just not the right place. I bet if you, I bet if you asked Biz today, he'd probably say he wished he never tweeted that yesterday. Yeah. Um, because it seemed like, listen, I, I think it's fairly obvious from the reaction that a lot of the hockey world was chomping at the bit for someone to be the first to go at Carcillo with a specific account, hmm. right? Jeff O'Neill was going at him months ago. Yep. And then there was this from Biz. I, I think there's been others and Biz, the, the, the Bill Peters podcast that they had where they were talking about all that. You could t- like Biz was really holding back, and he brought up Dan by name, and here it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I bet he wishes, and like you know, the people going at like Carcillo's family, like that's yeah, ridiculous. Stop that! And and Biz said obviously not to do that. Not that they're gonna friggin' listen. I like you said. It's I, I feel icky mm-hmm. that it's happening the way it's happening, especially like we've had Dan on the show. I've obviously talked to Biz uh, a few times. Mm-hmm. I don't have personal issues with either of them. It also but it's, it also speaks to a sadder point about hockey in general, I guess sports culture in general and guys locker rooms in general and just arguments amongst humans in general that nasty stuff is going on and it's not fun. I never get any type of enjoyment out of this stuff. Yeah. You know. I don't even like following it that much. Guys, you need girls in your life, like just to friggin' <laughs> correct you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to put it bluntly, or just nice people, or just can nice tell you, people. hey, none of this should have happened. Like, where were the people in that locker room at the time who stopped all this stuff? Right, because then and there's Dan's video, and he was saying, but yeah, it's. Right. <sighs> I mean, we've talked about it on the show. Like the the idea of being a pro, anything is wild to me. Like, like, especially pro hockey, where you're basically, especially if you go the OHL route, like, you're just, like, abducted from <laughs> the age of 16 yeah. and shoved with another, like, w- with 
20 to 30 16 year old boys and you just raise yourselves <laughs> like, even younger how, yeah like, if you if you have talent at the age of like 10 and 9 like they'll put you in in places where you're going to play a high level hockey at starting at like 9 and 10 and how are we that's supposed just to life? expect that to work out right and like this this strikes me as ex- uh, it strikes me as exactly the sort of thing like biz doesn't need right now because people are talking about him exactly as what he is which is the biggest rising star in hockey media mm-hmm. where's the lie mm-hmm. like that guy he looked exhausted every time i saw him at uh the all-star weekend because he was always going to and fro and like you had to keep looking at his phone like where am i going you next? want everybody to be talking about the good things you're doing right now and all the stuff you're doing in media that's been great and now the first thing that's going to come to mind is oh you got in this crazy feud with jen carcillo and you said all this crazy stuff in the past and he's did all this crazy stuff in the past talk, like, o- talk about how you're one of the only uh, shows that gets actual answers out of players right he, he had scott gomez and sean avery on at the same time to talk about the waving and broder's face thing it's and it's hilarious mm-hmm you know, he had all these guys on. Like, it's, he's very, he has more hits than misses when it comes to player interviews, mm-hmm. right? And now that's all. Like, we're sitting here talking about this. This yeah. messy situation. It's, I hope they work it out. Yeah. I hope they work it out. It won't be here. Um, and I hope it's not on Twitter, for crying out loud. And to wrap it up, uh, PlayStation won't let us play PlayStation today. Okay. So... Allow us to get really old. So, uh, I, was, I was playing this earlier, but... In order to play uh, a PS4 game offline, meaning not on the internet, uh, just like to click the file and to just load it on. You don't. We're not talking about playing online. Just playing the game in like play now mode on your system. Ones now. You you either need to activate. You need to activate your PS4 that you're trying to play as the primary device. Yes. Which I hadn't done because I didn't know it existed. What, or, why do you have to tell the PlayStation that <laughs> its primary device is to be itself? <laughs> or you have to be connected to the internet, which we can't do in this building. Right. So It's dirty corporate bell. So we have no choice but to not. It is now a brick. Like, I can't use it. I can't play any Until of the Until you bring games. it home. Until I bring it home and I, connect to, and I connect it to the internet. But here, in this building, it is a brick. And I just wish they would just let me play the game that I paid for and downloaded onto the hard drive. And is on the device. It's, it's there. There's there. I have all the NHLs from like NHL 16 loaded onto the hard drive. I saw it was wild. It's yeah. like the only thing you play. <laughs> it's, it's literally the only game I play, and it's all there. And I can't click any of them because it's not primary PS4 device. That that is Steve so Moore. dumb. Dude, I haven't been able to play GTA 5 forever, and mm-hmm. I like revisiting it because it's a dumb, goofy game. Um, but I can't log into my Microsoft account. I'm like, I have the physical disc. Right. I have the actual disc. What do I need to sign into anything for? Yeah, why can't you just put in a disc into your system and play the game? Like, it, what is it for? Theft? Per- uh, <laughs> you, you stole the game from me that I bought from you. Let me play it. All right. Yeah, what are they protecting you against? Back in my day, <laughs> if I could have an old moment, if you owned a game, you could play it. What's wrong? What's wrong with that world? I want to go back to it. I have a N64 in my office, too, that I have here. And yes. I just didn't want to bring over the TV because I have an old old one of the old uh, TVs. The TV could literally it. fit on this speaker right here. <laughs> right. It's, it's, like, it's like the size of a head. Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You plug in the red and... Oh, none of you kids know what Tamagotchis are? <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I didn't want to bring that over because I was upset. 
I'm, so we I'm don't get our too. NHL 20 game. What what N64 games do you have so I know what I'm missing out on? Uh, Mario. I got okay. Ocarina of Time. Okay. I don't fun. know that one. Zelda? Zelda? Oh, no. yeah. I've never played a Zelda game. Oh, I never played one either until like a couple months ago. Maybe I'll treat it like Harry Potter and just rediscover all the Zelda games. You're going you're gonna to love it. Yeah. Um, well, I got like 30 years worth of Zelda to catch up on. So Smash Bros.? Good on that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would be Yoshi and lose to you. Right. Um, like yeah. I did to the bar down, guys. I just think if you're going to make a video game system where you're supposed to play video games on it, you should be able to play video games on it and not have to be on the internet. Do you think it's funny how? I think it's funny how. So screw you, Sony and EA Sports. Until you want to give us money and then we'll... Until... Everything's cool. Yeah, no, not screw you at all. I'm going to go home and probably just plug in my PS4. Just, buddy, that's, that's how I got my new iPhone 11 Pro. Just scream. <laughs> just, they broke my PS4! <laughs> just say it enough times and you'll get it. They broke my PS4! Ugh. No? No. It's not mine. I can't yell it. Otherwise, I'd be lying. But <laughs> they broke yours. They broke it. Um, don't you have all f- three systems right now? Switch... Yes. And uh, X-Bone and PS4. Yep. I'm living the dream that I always had as a kid and have no time to play them. Aww. That's not true. I I play, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I I play like 45 minutes of video games a day or something like that. Really? If I'm lucky. That's that's pretty good. If I'm lucky. A day. I shouldn't say per day. No, that's not true. I was going to say. Fridays are heavy. That's Dangle Navy night. Oh, yeah? Uh, We usually do pretty well until Ian Tullock joins the party. And then he's my left D, and he sucks. Uh, who's who's uh who who's on the team? It's Tullock, Tullock, uh, Butter, uh, Butter four three four. He's our goalie. Mm. He's trash, and he knows it. There's Lee Fan Nick, who is like our our hot sniper. Mm-hmm. There's Chunky Chow, who we just rip on for being a Jets fan, and he hates that they resign Paul Maurice, and we make fun of him. And uh, Tic Tac Tomar is our is our star center. Well, I got to say, MIP, m- most improved player, definitely. He used to be a liability. Pascal Siakam. Yep. He used to be a liability in the face-off circle. In the only goals he ever scored went off his skate. <laughs> now now he's a legit threat in front of the net. Tic-tac-tomar. All right. Um, what happens in the game tonight? Final score. 9-3 Leafs. <laughs> you imagine? That'd be awesome. If I was right. That would be awesome. No, uh, I was going to say 4-3 Leafs, which you'll notice is a win, mm-hmm. and that's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't even want Freddie to allow three. Mm-mm. He's got to allow two or less. Like to, He's really, he's got to bring me back onto Team Freddie here. Because right now, like Jack Campbell is my... He's a weighted blanket right now. He's cal- <laughs> he's keeping he's me warm. So positive, so positive. He's calming my anxiety. I just want to pinch his cheeks. Mm, New starter, Jack Campbell. There's Freddie. He's got to get me excited again for Freddie. Two one, three two, two zero, one zero. Six one, six one. Leafs. Right. We'll be back uh, Monday. Tomorrow. M- tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow afternoon. And then uh, hopefully we'll be playing some video games on that podcast. And then when's our next one after tomorrow? Uh, not till the following Sunday. I.
Yeah, we might record some other content. Maybe we'll release it at the end of the week. We'll find out. We'll can Can I throw out some book dates? Oh my before god! We end please, the show. Yes. Please. So I keep advertising this on my channel. Here's this for you. Saturday, February twenty second. I'm going to be in Belleville from twelve p.m. to three p.m. Uh, and I'll and I'll. Can we put this in the description for all that? Yeah, there you go. So I'll I'll give you the exact addresses. February 29th, because we have one of those this year. Waterloo from 11 in the morning till 2 p.m. March 7th, I'm going to be at the Peterborough Pete's game. That's pregame and first intermission, I think. Um, that's Peterborough Pete's playing Peterborough. March 21st, this is the one I need you the most for. I'm going to be in Windsor from 1 to 3 p.m. Dude, Windsor is so friggin' far. Please come. If you live in the Windsor area, Detroit... Any of those. If you're from, you know what? Drive from Ottawa to Windsor. Just do it. Um, March 28th, we got Guelph, noon to 3. April 4th, we have Kingston, noon to 3. And just added April 11th, Burlington from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at a place called A Different Drummer Books. So April 11th, the reason I was worried about that is that goes into the playoffs. But it's early in the afternoon, so who cares? Oh, there we go. Fun. Yes. <clears throat> Do you think people are going to come out and see you? I hope so. I'll be sad otherwise. Uh, people should start bringing their dogs. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be. Okay, so I've already... <laughs> my dream is to have a signing at the dog park, uh, the Harmony Valley Dog Park. In Do it! What's stopping you? Uh, what's stopping me is it's... Well, what if, like, okay, the plan is shot if it rains. <laughs> so, take a, find a day that's not raining. You know, Jesse makes a great point. Build a tent. Tents exist. I will build a tent. And yeah, yeah. the dogs won't care. It's you. Yeah. Why are you being such a friggin' goof? <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back Monday afternoon. Okay. No, all right. All right. Have a good, have a good 24 hours, everyone. You gotta give something to get something. <laughs> Pizza. Order at panago.com and stop your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.